actually going to oh, try I just to. I puked in my mouth a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, had steak. I had steak for dinner. I just tasted it. Mm. All right, you ready for mm-hmm. me? Okay, you ready for episode 84? <laughs> I think so. Are you guys ready for episode 84? <laughs> I hope so. This is Wayne in with Travis Hartman. I'm B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. <laughs> we are already in full shenanigans mode, folks, and it might be because of this bourbon that we're drinking. We'll get to that in just a minute. Before I do, let's go to make sure that everyone is subscribed below or hitting the, uh, the thumb up or making comments, yada, yada, yada. But make sure you subscribe to our content. We appreciate all the feedback and support we've gotten along these almost two years now, uh, whether it's on YouTube, Rumble, if you're listening to us on uh, Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on Amazon. Amazon, Alexa, Prime, whatever, uh, iTunes, yada, yada, yada. We're all over the place. So we appreciate the support. Definitely subscribe to us. Check the box uh, or check the bell icon to know when we drop new content on YouTube. So we can Trav. Hello. What's up, brother? Oh, gosh. What's up, B-Money? I'm, I'm doing okay. I think I got that, uh, that bile taste out of my mouth now. <laughs> <clears throat> So, uh, we got a few things to talk about, folks. We had a, uh, some fights up in New York yesterday or last night. Today is Sunday for us as we're filming this. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not uh, say thank you to our media partners, which is IF Enterprises, TH Boxing, and Gulfstream Financial for your media support. Um, and we can travel to remind the folks at home. This is the number one Beards, Bourbon, and Boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically in Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym, specifically on the second floor in the podcast room, shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is Sunday, dropping on Wednesday morning. In the world. In the world, Craig. That's oh, our de- that's Craig, our demographic. Sorry. That's our niche. Yep. Niche. I like your outfit, by the way. You're, Thank you. you're matching. I'm blue and blue. The blue. headbands are looking good too. The head yeah. with that hair. It's a must. Uh, I ha- it, it's, it's a must headband. It's kind of all over the place today, and like real and honestly, we can drive. It's Florida. It's hot. Mm-hmm. I usually don't have hair. It's damn hot with hair in Florida. Yeah. So I was dying. I had to put the hair up a little bit. I was reviewing some of our past podcasts, mm. and you had a shaved head. Uh-huh. I think most people are probably like, oh, he probably shaved his head because he you know, doesn't have a lot of hair. No, look at this guy's hair. Look, at, Go back to some of our first episodes. This guy had literally a shaved, bald head. I've shaved my head. Into f- this. Shaved my head for years. I only started That's growing phenomenal. this hair out uh, in November. Recently, yeah. Yeah, November. So now we're, I guess we're getting on six, seven months of this. That's amazing. Uh, but that's me. No one cares about me. Everyone cares about this. They care about the weekend trap attire. <laughs> I don't think they do. But I don't know. You got the red. No, going, we I've had comments. Going. We got comments on, on the last that's episode. Right, on that's episode right. 83, there are some comments about UK, loving the buddy. shirt. Yeah. Uh, so weekend travel, you're donning the, um, you know, it's almost festive Christmas colors, and you got the pants too. I got too. the full outfit, guys. It's, I'm rocking it all. Gosh, I'm rocking gosh. it all. I'm actually going for it all. I'm actually wearing pajama shorts, I think, because you know, that's just how I roll. We can we can travel. We do have boxing things to talk about, but we're gonna jump into the bourbon side of things. Let's get it. Let's we're get back it. to having a bourbon rather than some random, you know, a whiskey or this or that or an old bottle. This or is a brand new off. thing for us. We've never had this before, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're drinking puncher's chance how fitting for a boxing podcast very fitting puncher's chance kentucky straight bourbon whiskey out of kentucky obviously um 
It's interesting. Let me, you want to go, actually, you go ahead and read uh, the little description on the back of that bottle. It's a nice bottle, too. You no, know I can't read good. Oh, can't read very good? Hold on. Tahe, Tahe. The, the. Oh, the, the, okay. The Preservation the Society. The Puncher's the Chance is a Kentucky straight bourbon inspired by two great American traditions, whiskey and fighting. I aim and God bless, hallelujah. Whiskey and fighting it, for what we believe in. That's America. It seems like this was a, a, a bourbon made specifically for our podcast. I mean, I think so. Like every time, every word that I'm reading so far, I just keep thinking weighing in with Travis Hartman and be money and we can trap. And this is what we stand for. We like this. We like whiskey and mm-hmm. we like fighting. And and we believe in what we fight for. It's uh, This bourbon mm-hmm. was made with heart and honor for those who, who know how far they've come, for those who started early, stayed late, day after day. I cannot read that. Dear, dear after, what? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> See what you made me do? Okay. No, what? peer, wait, dear after peer? Can you read that? Like right there. The, ah, the second go. to, are the very last sentence, dear or peer? You see that? Year after year. It's a Y. Oh, my gosh. Like that's, are you serious? It is? It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like yeah. the old English. Yeah, I couldn't even like. Silent J, yogging, <laughs> yogging. So, we're, uh, so this is the I should have known that. Puncher's Chance. That's even uh, there's two different versions. This is, I think, just kind of like the strip back version. There's also one that looked like a hundred bucks or something like that. Sorry, folks. We're not spending that. It was this, a capital letter and then a lowercase thing, so it threw me yeah. off. Okay. So I think price point, this is about 35 bucks at uh, our local ABC liquor store. Uh, Weekend Trav, I, when I first took my sip, and, and granted, for those at home that listen to me talk about the way I drink bourbon, I usually let the ice melt a little bit into it just to cut down some of the heat. And I did that the same thing here. And there's a little bite at first, but now it's actually kind of retaining it being smooth. It has a good flavor to me. Um, yeah. I almost, almost like a, almost a little bit of a vanilla tone to me, uh, you know. And then, as we were talking about it after that first sip, give it a few seconds, and oh, my lungs are awake. There yeah, it is. It opens, it opens <clears throat> them up pretty good. Yeah. Then we got the the lungs opening up with this uh, puncher's uh, chance. Yeah, <laughs> mm. stings the nostrils. <laughs> Um, I it's quite pungent. I'm actually liking. It. I'm digging it. All right, I'm digging see. the full package. I, I like the name. I like the bottle. I like the taste. It's a full package for you. I, I, I drink it because it's sterile, and I like the taste. <laughs> I'm gonna pull if every. You can, if you can name that movie, <laughs> drop it in the comments below. Okay. Name that quote from what movie? I'm pulling every random quote from every funny. That was a good one. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so weekend trav. We usually do the the ranking from zero to ten boxing gloves. On this one, I am going to go first, and I'm going to give it a 7.7. Oh, you went real high. For wow. Me, for me, that's pretty dang high. Is that your highest? That no, might be your highest. That's not my highest. I've been in the eights before, but that's full pack, this is full package for me. Wow, all right. Full package. Mm, I get this now. I mean, I'm going high, too. I'm not going seven eights. I'm going to go a 7.6. 7.6. That way, the average is easy. 77. Wait, right? Seven. seven you no. did seven. What'd you do? Seven, seven, eight? seven. Uh, what'd you do though? Seven, eight, seven, seven. So it's seven, six, five is the average. Um, cool. Man, Trav can't read or add. Cool. That's okay. Cool. I can't, I can't do cool. math real good. That's cool. It's okay. So, on phonics. <clears throat> so it worked for me. That's the bourbon part of this. Puncher's Chance uh, Weekend Trav. I dig it, and I'm glad we're drinking this. It's a new bourbon for us. And so take a look at it. Find it at your local liquor store if they, if they carry it, and tell them that Weekend Trav and Be Money sent you, and they'll be like, who the hell's that? And then they'll punch you in the face if you're not subscribed. 
Yeah, puncher's chance. I'll give you a puncher's chance right here. <laughs> um, speaking of puncher's chances, weekend Trav, we had sure. some fights going on up in New York. Has uh, kind of celebrated uh, today, anyways, on Sunday, a big, big uh, Puerto Rican parade that's usually up there in New York. Yep. And so they had a bunch of fights at Madison Square Garden on Saturday Which is very night. Tradition. And, and and I think almost every one of the fights had someone of Puerto Rican descent in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, understandably so, uh, including one, Edgar Berlanga. We've talked about him on this podcast several times, kind of an up-and-coming guy uh, over the last year or so that we've started drawing attention to him, as, as you have as, at home as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, we can travel. Might as well just jump in there. Uh, I know we have some stuff coming up this weekend, too, but yeah. let's jump into the fights from last night. Yeah, Berlanga was the headliner, so the whole show was for Berlanga, and it was at the Madison Square Garden, and it's their tradition. They went away from it because of COVID, but they used to always do a boxing match the day before the Puerto Rican Day Parade. And you know who used to headline that? Miguel Cotto. Mm-hmm. And Miguel Cotto happened to be in the house after being inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Yep. He was actually there as well. So Berlanga has a great story. The guy really does. Um, he said the first fight he ever watched was Miguel Cotto at the garden with his dad. And he said that he remembers sitting in those stands as, I can't remember, they said nine years old, seven years old, something like that. And was like, I will be here one day headlining a show. And it's a cool story because guess what? Now he was headlining the show. Yeah, and Cotto, by the way, got the key to Madison Square Garden uh, at at the at the pay per view was not pay per view, but the, at the matches as well. Yep. Uh, so big celebratory thing. A lot of guys got got inducted into the International mm-hmm. Boxing Hall of Fame over the weekend. A lot of big time names that you would know at yeah. home. We won't get into that, but uh, let's talk Berlengo because last I checked. Guy, he's he's from Brooklyn, okay. So maybe doesn't. I don't think he lives there anymore, but he's originally from Brooklyn, okay. So he's hailing from Brooklyn. I tell you what, this guy Berlanga, a lot of pressure on him because he seems to uh, have a lot, a lot from, from behind him. Uh, um, uh, but ultimately, we can travel. And I'm trying to fit this line in somehow. All eyes were on him to take a big bite out of the Big Apple. Boy, did he take a bite out of the Big Apple. <laughs> Did I place that right? You placed it well. Okay. You, you teed that sucker right up. And he is from Brooklyn, and he does still live in Brooklyn. Okay. His training camp for this fight, he actually did relocate to Puerto Rico for this fight. Um, for whatever reason, he well, he changed he changed trainers is probably why. Yeah. This is the very first trainer. He got rid of um, uh, Rosier, Rosier, Rosé was his trainer. And I don't know who this new guy is, actually, to be fair. Um, but... Wow, Berlanga's nickname is the Chosen One, and I don't. Mm. Um, you go so many places with that, and uh, the place that I wouldn't go is I don't know if he is the Chosen One for boxing no. and the super middleweight division. I just don't think so. He won this fight by a ten round uh, UD unanimous decision, um, and he fought a really really tough veteran guy who who mar- marked him up. If you actually looked at the guys after the fight. Berlanga was way more marked up than the other guy. The other guy actually wasn't marked up at all. Mm. The other guy could punch, and it, it was it was a good back and forth. Um, Angulo, I keep saying the other guy. I should give him respect. His name was uh, Romir uh, Alexis Angulo, and he fought really well. He did. He fought He fought a very spirited fight. They, they kept calling him old man, by the way, and he's 38 years old. And Tim Bradley right. kept calling him an old man in the ring. And this old man fought his butt off against a 25-year-old, and that fight was a lot closer than the scorecards had it. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not saying the decision was wrong because I think the right guy probably did win, but um, I don't think that Berlingo actually won in the grand scheme of things. 
Yeah, I, because the only thing that we're talking about is not the fact that he won the fight, Weekend Trav, but we're talking about the bite her around the world, mm-hmm. uh, which is, according to Berlanga, you know, he was getting elbowed throughout the fight. I don't know. You could watch the fight over and over again. I didn't it really see a lot. It wasn't. No, um, it was a normal fight. And so if you watch, I can't remember which round, really. Um, I think it was the seventh that the bite happened. You saw him trying to take chunks out of this guy, uh, a la Mike Tyson, which, oh, yeah. after the fight... Berlanga actually referenced that. Basically, I'm going to sum it up here. Basically, I was tired of the guy elbowing me, so I had to get get, uh, get a little Mike Tyson on him. Mm-hmm. You know, joking, but today had to apologize for those words as well. And he should. Yeah. You're listen. I'm a boxer, and what I call I tell everybody we're we're it's controlled chaos chaos in there. Okay. When you're in the boxing, it is controlled chaos because it's very chaotic. It's very violent. Yes, but we also have rules. There's many rules that you have to abide by. And one of the craziest rules that I don't feel like should have to be restated, you don't freaking bite don't somebody. Don't bite the guy. Like, you don't bite <laughs> the guy. Like, what do you do? Especially nowadays, there's so many cameras. There's, like, and the guy reacted, like, pretty massively. And to be fair, Berlanga actually is lucky that he won because that could have been an automatic DQ, especially this day and age with what happened with Tyson and Holyfield. Mike Tyson bit Holyfield twice as well. Yeah. Mike Tyson bit Holyfield once, then then spits his mouthpiece out and bites a chunk of his ear I off. I hate to be that guy, but it probably should have been thrown out. I No, I don't disagree because it was, it was very blatant. It was obviously – this is not one of those things you can call an accidental foul. No. This was purposeful. Yeah. He took a – he looked like a vampire. They showed the replay. He's going – and literally biting the guy's neck. And in today's day and age with cameras, you can't do it. Mike Tyson, no. there's only like two or three angles yeah. of it. Now you have, I don't know. Edgar, so beyond the bite weekend, Trav, you know I've been high on this guy. You have. And probably was. because I bought into the hype because he they was sold him. He was living up to the hype for quite a stretch, but now this is about four fights in a row yep. that have not lived up to that hype. I forgot the hype. I forgot him being the knockout artist that he used to be because he was knocking out soup cans and tomato cans. I get it. Yep. And, and no disrespect to those guys because anyone that steps in the ring, you should respect them. But for, sure. for, for lack of better words, he was knocking out tomato cans. Yeah. Okay. So here we are. He's fighting an th- old man, which that makes me feel really old then. If you're calling a 38-year-old old, what the heck? I got some grays in this beard. I got some grays up here now that I'm growing the hair out. I could see grays in the top. I don't know. We can trav. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I didn't like that. I didn't no, like that because no. the old man wasn't fighting like an old man either. He was fighting spirited. He was fighting strong. He was fighting tough. He was taking everything Berlinga gave him. Yep. And that's the thing. You're so right. Minus, you know, the, the most exciting part about this fight was the bite. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the sad part, actually, because Berlinga, and listen, I don't feel sorry for this. They billed him as a knockout artist. He was 15-0 with 15 first-round yeah. knockouts. Yeah. They billed him, and he was knocking everybody out, right? Now he's literally he's 19-0 with four straight decision wins, and they've been ho-hum wins. Yeah. This, in my opinion, was the worst win he's had. Yeah. And if that's a possibility to have a worse win, that's it's possible. It is. But I, I get the impression we can drive that, that he's just he's kind of bought into his own hype, not, not from an arrogant standpoint, but I think from the standpoint of – Maybe he's lost sight of the goal here. And the goal being dominate your division. And you're in a division that's going to be hard to dominate. If you're going to put up performances like that, yep. sorry, you're a mid-card guy. Yeah. No, and, and th- you know what? That's It's not being disrespectful. That's being honest. That's being brutally honest. If I'm a brutally honest promoter, if I'm a brutally honest person with a guy like Berlanga and I'm sitting and I have a conversation with him, I'm going to tell him, listen, we're going to build you up a couple more fights. 
we're going to cash you out with a really big fight because I don't think you have the long-lasting ability to be in this division. Yeah. You used to be a knockout artist, but we marketed you brilliantly. So what's probably going to happen, honestly, it's Bob Arum. They're kind of smart. So I think what they might do is they might protect this kid. They might protect this kid now. Don't put him in there with anybody. Haven't put him in with powder doing puffs. That already? They have well this guy was a this guy actually was a very formidable opponent. So the fact that he beat this guy is pretty good though, because this guy's formidable. They needed the promoters, ESPN, they needed a knockout. Oh, yeah. On Puerto Rican they Day. They needed it and they didn't get it. They yep. got a bite. It didn't deliver. It didn't deliver. And that's the, the, the truth about it is the Puerto Ricans come there and they Puerto Ricans loved Felix Tito Trinidad and Miguel Cotto. Mm-hmm. You know why they love those guys? Because they left it out in the ring. Exciting. Those guys yep. had blood and guts wars. They didn't do it on purpose, but if, if it came down to that, they warred it out, right? Berlanga last night, man, the guy popped and moved, popped and moved. And yeah. two reasons. I get it. I just said this last episode. Get in, get out, win, get home safe, right? I told the guys, I'm like, listen, this is how it is. However, if they bill you as a knockout artist... And if you do that, get in, get out, get home safe, you're going to lose ratings, you're going to lose money, you're going to lose fans, Yeah. period. You can keep doing that if you want. But I think what last night proved was that Berlanga is not um, the next coming of that division. I don't even think he is a top five guy in that division. No. I think that he's got a lot of work to do. And honestly, I don't know that he's got... I don't know that he's got room for improvement. That's the problem. Hmm. I don't think he hits as hard as I used to think he did. Um, his boxing ability was—it's good. It's not—it's not terrible, but I think he's hit his peak. I think he's hit his ceiling, and that's the thing. If he doesn't get any better than he is right now, how do you beat anybody out there? Currently, right now, Canelo Alvarez and Triple G are rematching at super middleweight. That's mm-hmm. one sixty-eight. That's Berlangas. Mm-hmm. No joke. Either one of those guys would tear off Berlanga's head. Yeah. Tear his head off, throw it in the in the creek and shit down his neck. I mean, that's how bad they beat this wow. guy. Like in this it's just aggressive. they beat him pretty bad. And that's me trying to be honest and be like, hey, this is a serious division. And you build yourself as a ferocious killer and this big time fighter and this and and then you go out and you deliver that performance. I'm trying to And you bit a guy. I'm trying to visualize what you just described. <laughs> Don't don't do that at home, kids. Yeah, how do you properly take a dump <laughs> down someone's neck? Okay, um, so we can travel. I think. I mean, when I was watching the rest of the card, the rest of the card was pretty good. I mean, it was it was an entertaining you know lineup overall. But I think we were just all waiting for something. We were waiting for that that final explosion in the main event. Didn't get it. It was lackluster. All hype. All sizzle. And really just nothing behind that. There's no taste to it, in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm officially putting my name on the not on the Berlanga bandwagon now. Now I hope you see why I never talked crap on him. I didn't, but I said, I'm not sold in this guy. I've said that repeatedly. I don't think I was sold why. on him, but I was I was cheering for him. Yeah, and no, I was, he was up and coming. I was he waving was. the flag. I, I you still, were rooting for the guy, for I sure. I still think Xander Zayas is the one to, to hold that Puerto Rican flag up high, you're and he's the guy. Better off with, you're better off and sick him with that one, I think. He's the true chosen one. I think that kid can yeah. fight, and he's young. Listen, 100% all truth here, though. Berlanga, he is 25 years old, Okay. I think with some brilliant marketing, with some brilliant matchmaking, with some brilliant new trainer. I'm sorry, the new trainer I don't think works out. Go back to your other trainer because your older older trainer, the the one that had you originally, had you knocking jokers out. Yeah. Whether Doing they were whether the they were good or not, doesn't matter. He had you on a good path. So stick with what works with you, okay? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's like we say as well on this show. 
just remain in the conversation. Mm-hmm. He's not necess- doesn't necessarily be need to be the number one guy right yeah. now, and he he isn't. Just Definitely re- not. And I'm close. Have your name in that list. That list of six to eight guys. Listen, if you can fill the garden and headline a show, it was Puerto Rican Day Parade, so there was a lot of other Puerto Ricans too. But for the most part, he filled that arena, yeah. so you can fill that. You can sell. You know, people are forgiving. So he does have a, a couple more fights left to where he is going to get some opportunities. He will. Yeah. He's got a couple more fights, and we'll see how it goes from there. But if you want my honest boxing prediction of where he ranks in the upper echelon of these guys in the 168-pound division, I'm going to be honest with you. He falls flat. Mm-hmm. He gets knocked out by any other guy in the top five in that division, mm-hmm. period. He doesn't even sniff a world title fight. And the only reason he does sniff a world title fight is because he is a bigger seller, yep. and they better cash him in quick if they're going to do that because otherwise he's not a big sell and he won't make a big payday. So he does have a chance, okay? Like I said, it, he's not – it could be worse, yes, he can fight a little bit. He's nineteen and zero, professional boxer, super middleweight. He is. He he can make some small changes here. What he can do is, like I said, they love a comeback story. Be money. They could be like, oh my gosh, he comes out. I'm really sorry. I had so much pressure. I bit the guy. Training was a little off because I had a new trainer. I had all this stuff. I'm gonna regroup. And I'm gonna come back. He's got that opportunity. It makes, so he's not done. It makes. Me, I don't want to say that he's not done. It makes me think we can drive. What if he didn't attempt to bite the guy? What would we oh, be talking about? Yeah, I know. You're right. You know, you're 100% right. We wouldn't be talking. We, I, I mean, genuinely, hell, is that part of the game plan? I mean, we just spent a minute on this, I promise absolutely. you. Absolutely. One minute. But we're talking more about it because it was the bite around the world. It was the big bite out of the big apple. Okay. I'm, you know, I said that, folks. The bite out who of the else big said apple. that? I, I don't know who B-Money, else said that. I'm waiting Max Travis Kellerman, did you say it? I don't no, think so. B-Money, is gonna, B-Money should coin that. Uh, Berlanga took a bite out of the big apple. That's better. Okay. <laughs> That's what you said, though. Okay. So we can drive. <clears throat> Let's move on because we need to. What's going on? There this was w- better fights that night, actually. But, but Yeah. But let's talk about this weekend instead. All right. We're cool with that. Yeah. We, Just from a timing standpoint. This weekend, actually, we're going to see some warriors. We're going to see some knockout artists. We're going to see some heavy artillery in that ring. And there, there's going to be – listen, I will tell you this. So June 18th on ESPN – Archer Betterby versus Joe Smith for a unified light heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Joe Smith has one of the titles, mm-hmm. and Betterby has two of the other titles. The WBC, IBF, and WBO titles are on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the You know who owns the other title? Dimitri Bivol. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's he right. owns the other title, So which he just beat Canelo Alvarez, so that's why I brought that up. But so Betterby versus Joe Smith Jr., and I believe that's happening at Madison Square Garden too, right? Is that, I think... Asking the wrong guy. Oh, you know what? I think it is, but regardless... That fight is next weekend on ESPN. Dude, I I will bet a whole lot of my reputation and money on this fight that we do not see the 12th round bell. Okay. I think it's going to be way sooner. I think it's going to be within six rounds. I think Better Beef knocks out Joe Smith Jr. I'm actually going to go to – I'm going to do my prediction now. I think Better Beef's going to knock out Joe Smith Jr. in the fourth round. Wow. Okay. Fourth round. Okay. I haven't done enough research. And that on- is not disrespected Joe Smith Jr. That dude's phenomenal. He beat um, Bernard Hopkins and retired Bernard Hopkins after that. And this dude can fight. He can. He, he's 100%. He's a hardworking guy. He used to be a construction worker, made it in boxing now, and he's doing well. He's and a he world a, champion. He has a weird, lanky frame. I don't know. I don't have an – I haven't done enough research on the fight. I was watching – ESPN was hyping the hell out of the thing. Um, it's deserved, though. Yeah. My opinion is So deserved. here's the thing. When you look at the, the Vegas odds, I was looking at uh, the potentials on, on gambling on this one. Smith 
plus 600. I don't think it's worth it, dude. No. My opinion. It, that, he's not Vegas, a big Vegas is telling you there. Vegas is telling you that he is about to get steamrolled. <clears throat> yep. Okay. So if you want to take a rough high-flying chance on a guy, go for it. But the Canadian yeah, it's looks, a Madison Square Garden looks to be the massive favorite in this fight, obviously. Um, I'm, I don't know about the rounds and that sort of thing. I just don't know enough about this matchup in particular to comment on it. But if we're looking for fireworks weekend, Trav, and I would uh, I would support his opinion on things because he is an, a, a boxing aficionado of I like sorts. It. I like it. Um, <clears throat> then we should probably see this thing with a, a finish of sorts. Listen, uh, Better Beef, he's 17-0. and 0. Mm. With 17 knockouts. Yeah. He's got a 100% knockout ratio, and he's a world champion. Listen, this is where we. This is where I'm going to try to help the average person think about this. Berlanga, 19-0, right? Or actually, let's just go back to when he was 15-0 with 15 first-round knockouts, right? Not even sniffing a world title. No. Wasn't fighting world champions. Archer Betterbeef is 17-0, and he's a world champion. Yeah knocking people out yeah that is the difference and that is where i hope people puerto ricans don't attack me for this on barlanga i know he's, he's probably a good guy like he seems like a good guy don't attack me on this i'm just trying to give you an honest real opinion that there's a difference there's 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 a difference between good and great okay barlanga is good i'm yeah. gonna give him some credit yeah. he's good he's not world champion good better beef is great 17 and 0, 17 ko's he owns two world titles and he's knocked out 100% of the guys that he's fought. Yeah, to our Puerto Rican this friends. This is the difference. To our Puerto Rican friends and listeners alike, put your chips behind Xander Zayas. Different weight class, obviously, but put that's the guy to, to, to hang your hat on. So, uh, But back to the fight this weekend. Uh, so that's coming to us from Madison Square Garden. That's ESPN as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, or ESPN yep. Plus? June 18th, ESPN. ESPN. Uh, so ESPN. listen, it's going to be a barn burner. It's, it's going to be an exciting fight. It, according to Weekend Trav, there's going to be a finish involved. It's not going the distance. So if that's what you're looking for, you're going to get it from these two. I got some excitement for you, though. I just pulled up that card. Mm. Guess who is the co-main event to that card? I'm not going to guess. You're going to tell me. Sir Abraham Nova. My guy. Your guy. Your bearded guy. guy. You love that's this my guy. guy. He's 21-0. I should know. Fighting a 9-1 guy. I should guy. know these guys. He so so listen. Listen. There you go. That is my official... B Money hype train is now all on Abraham Nova and Xander <laughs> Zayas. Those are my two guys. Hey, but I'm gonna I'm up gonna, and coming. I'm gonna back you up on this one because I didn't back you up on the Berlanga one because I didn't think he was there. I'll back you on the on the Xander Zayas. I actually wholeheartedly agree. Even when you said it a long time ago, I was like, listen, this guy's legit. Yeah, I'm on his train. Yeah, so far, not saying he's the next coming. No, no, but. He is somebody to look out for pay attention and to, to pay attention to because he is explosive. He's a hard worker. This dude literally throws bombs in the ring. He does have a different style, in my opinion, than Berlinga, and he's explosive. And I, I want to see Xander Zayas fight again. I wish that he didn't get sick. I want to see him fight again. Yeah, yeah. Well, pay attention to this co-main event then with a- uh, Abraham Nova. Um, listen. I was drawn to him because of his beard, but he performs. He put he put forth a good fight last time he was in the ring, and he brought his own mascot to the ring weekend, Trav. And you know what? He won our beard of the week at that time, Once beard again, of the month. full package. I'm telling you, it's a full package. You got the marketing, you got the promo, you got the excitement, and you have the product in the ring. We got the full package tonight we with do. the bourbon, with the beards, and with the fighting. And the headband. And the headband. And the headband. Which, everything. Bands. Joe Smith Jr. back to it really fast. Is it? Yeah. I'm looking at his. He's 28 and three with 22 knockouts. So this guy's knocked out everybody, but technically nine people. And his wins though, he knocked out everyone that he beat, 
besides six people. It's just really telling, though. I can't. There's get, a lot. I can't get over that plus six hundred. I can't get over that. That's that's almost disrespectful to a degree. Yeah, I mean it is, but um, if you know, so I know a trainer actually, uh, John Scully. What up, Scully? Give him yeah, a shout out. John Scully oh, has keeper. worked with Better Beef. Yeah, yeah, and. I, I trust Scully. I, I know him intimately. You know Scully from like, yeah, a, yeah he was a UFC um, Winter Springs, but Scully also saved my life when I was like 11 years old um, from Anthony Durrell and the Durrell clan in the National Pal. Thanks a lot. I won National Pal that year. I was the number one in the nation. So appreciate you, Scully, for sticking up for me. Scully knows that story. It's a great story. But back to the point is I believe when Scully has trained this guy and tells me this guy is just he's legit and his stats prove it. His demeanor proves it. Better beef can fight, period. And what's good about this, a lot of times you see these um, these foreign guys, even though he's from Canada, these foreign guys, um, you see them fighting and they're really strong, right? They usually don't have a big amateur background. This guy's got a good amateur background. Yeah. I think he might. I, I got to double check, but I'm pretty sure my fact checker, who's not here today, but I'm pretty sure he's got two gold medals. I, if it's not two gold medals, he's fought in two Olympics. So this guy's had a Big amateur career, Bart better beef. Yeah, and he can punch. That's dangerous. The guys on last night's broadcast did reference Scully uh, being in his camp, and basically, uh, I would say loosely quoting him, saying, it, "This ain't gonna last. Mm-hmm. Better he's gonna finish this guy. He is he's gonna dude. kill him. I think it's gonna be inside four rounds. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised Oof. if it's sooner. Oof. I would look it up, but this is the wrong phone to look it up. I want to see what the prop is within four rounds on that fight. Might be an interesting little take at home, you know." Yeah. Uh, but once again, that is all on you. We do not necessarily recommend to gamble. That is a vice to everybody. We have many vices here. We drink. I know sometimes we can trap smokes a little cigar here. And sometimes we do gamble. Cigar. They're all vices, and we, we understand hey, gambling could be an addictive uh, uh, situation. So if you need help, get help. We are not here to recommend uh, adding that to your vice list. Absolutely not. We, we do this however, um, for fun. However, it's freaking fun. Right? It yep. is. And if you're smart about it, and B-Money's a financial advisor, this guy, his betting is actually hilarious. <laughs> I love it when he sends me his betting slip and literally what he's betting. I'm just like, I'm like, why are you even betting? You're betting like if B-Money, if they let you bet pennies, you probably would bet pennies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're such a fun – like B-Money diversifies his bets – it's hilarious, actually. Well, uh, if I'm not fully interested and fully engaged, and I do that, what was the fight that was just the other weekend? And I did, I showed you my slip. It was. Uh, I think it was the Evan Haney Cambosis one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I wasn't like completely sold one way or another. So I took. Uh, I was taking Devin Haney as a as a uh, decision, mm-hmm. and then Cambosis. So like prop betting. Either way, it just it netted myself neutral. Because if Cambosis you know- would have won, I would have won money. But overall, I, I netted neutral. You saved yourself. You I diversified hedged myself. It. There you go. I hedged myself on those bets. Other people, other purists will be like, be money. Why don't you put your neck out there? Uh, because, mofo, I got to feed some people. <laughs> I got a family. I got two I got kids. I got to feed. You know, and the market stinks right now. So got to do what I got to do. Uh, so we can trap. Interesting fight. You're taking better beef within four. Yep. I'm, okay. gonna, I'm going on a limb That's already. The prediction. four. Um, interesting. I don't know enough, so I'm not putting a prediction out there, but it should be exciting, folks. If you're watching this weekend on ESPN, normal times in the evening, that's coming to you from Madison Square Garden, and that's for a unified title between the three belts there. Um, very, very interesting to possibly set up with Bival maybe on the next step, depending yep. on how Canelo Triple G shakes out. 
Yep, and um, we can we can announce this as well because it's been announced all over social media. But Jake Paul and Amanda Serrano are yep. also fighting at Madison Square Garden August sixth. No opponent named. Mm. So I'm like a little curious, like why they even announce. They didn't even announce an opponent for Amanda Serrano or Jake yeah. Paul. So I think what they're doing. This is my opinion, and I think I'm going to be right. But the fact on how they announced this to me. I feel like they are not going to fight anybody that we've ever – it's real serious because when you announce a fight and you don't announce who you're fighting, you are 100% banking on selling yourself. Right. They're selling people that are coming which to watch Manus around Jake Paul, which is fair. That's who comes anyway. But it does help if you get a guy like Tyrone Woodley or a guy like Tommy Fury where you're bringing in a different demographic and a different crowd to help sell the fight. Which to me, it looks like they're just trying to sell those two because Amanda Serrano did really good. Yeah. At uh, Madison Square, she's cl- so obviously she's we're not going to rematch. We're still two Kate months Taylor. out. We might hear something this week about it. By the time this episode drops, we might already know. Wednesday morning drop, guys, yeah. look out. Seventeen a.m. Um, so, so who knows? Time. We'll see. If if that is, then check out our social media pages, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Instagram, or whatever else. We'll post something about whoever. We update their Instagram pretty regularly. Yeah, guys. all the time. He he's doing that all the time. Um, so I don't know. We'll see who it is. I, do you think it might be Tommy Fury? Maybe they're just trying to get the final details all settled up. I don't know. Uh, To be honest, you don't like the fight. I like the fight. I think it should happen because I want – this is why. Because all these people that don't know shit about boxing – Roger Mayweather's famous saying, most people don't know shit about boxing. He's correct. And I say this because most everybody that I know that doesn't really know boxing, they say, oh, Jake Paul hasn't fought a real boxer. So here's the deal. I want him to fight a guy like Tommy Fury, who's a real boxer. He's 7 or 8 and 0, right? And I think Jake Paul still beats him. So I want him to do that because then I want to hear what they say. Because, to be fair, I know Jake Paul's not likable. He's a little bit of a villain, and he's kind of selling that part. And it's working because it worked for Mayweather. It's working for Jake Paul. Cool. But he gets in people's emotions, and they start thinking crazy and emotionally. And I just want to let everybody know that just because I think he beats Tommy Fury. So I hope that he fights Tommy Fury. I hope that he beats Tommy Fury because then I want to hear what all the haters actually say. Yeah. Then. I, I want to hear what they say. That's kind of my whole... I don't, I don't doubt I'm it. on my little thing just trying to like... I want to see if, what they if say. He, if that's who he fights, I don't doubt that he beats him. Here's what here's, here's what they're going to say. It's not a walkthrough let's for sure. Go, let's go and fast forward. Here's what they'll say if he beats him, when he, he beats us. him. It was fixed. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The, I mean, you watch the you watch the the, the Woodley fight. He knocked Woodley out cold, yeah. and people still say, "Everyone's well, like, watch his hand shake." A split second, he basically just did this. Yeah, no, he didn't. No, that no. was this was a setup. Like, was you a good, know this from boxing. Now, like yeah. you know, it was a setup. He set him up. Yeah. And what I mean by a setup the whole, is the whole match he, he set it up from the first round on. Like it wasn't a setup as in like, "Hey, I'm gonna do this." It was a setup as in Jake Paul. He's got a good trainer. BJ taught him well. He was jabbing down, jabbing down, jabbing up, and then he came over the top of the ring. But right let's hand. be honest here, Weekend Trav. He might fight someone no one's ever heard of. People are going to tune in. They're going to watch because yeah. they want to complain about it. It's a, or they want to watch him accidentally get beat too. Or that's accidentally get beat. So that's the whole thing. It's a win-win no matter what for Jake Paul, whether or not he fights someone legit or someone not legit because either you're going to watch to watch him get knocked out or lose, or you're going to watch to see him solidify himself as a, a, a legit boxer, or you're just going to watch it to complain about it. Either way, we're talking about it, and it's it's in Madison Square Garden. Either way, it's you're, in the garden. you're paying the price. You're paying it. So at the end of the day, whether you are happy or not, Jake Paul's going to that bank and cashing that check that you gave him. Absolutely. So if you Absolutely. want to talk shit, that's fine. But remember that no matter what you say, 
you're still paying to watch him, all right? So it is what it is. And that's kind of why this kid is semi-brilliant because of that very factor. There's something, I remember a guy, Richard Schaefer. Richard Schaefer was one of the lead guys who built up Golden Boy Promotions with Oscar De Hoya. Okay. He was, he was a big, I don't know if he was the matchmaker, what he did exactly, but he was, well, he was the president of Golden Boy Promotions actually for a while and him and Oscar had a big falling out and he left. Right. But Richard Schaefer said something about Adrian Broner, which is very true. He said, like him or not, Adrian Broner brings out emotion in people. Okay. And when you can figure out a way to bring out emotion in people, when you bring out the emotion in people, you know what that does good or bad. It brings them to you, literally. Your eyeballs are there. That's all that matters. And that's the thing. I've talked about it many times, and it it pains me because I'm doing it again right now, talking about Adrian Broner, because I don't like the fact how the kid built himself up. Because he he was talented. He he could fight. He's not a bum by no means. But I just – I don't like his behavior. I don't like how he is. But regardless of that, it's correct. He found a way into people's minds and also – Profiting it in his pocket. It's marketing. I'm in his pocket. It's marketing right now. 101 weekend drive. It's He's mar- living rent free up here in weighing in yeah. with Travis Harmon. It's all. It, it's all marketing 101. Bad press is still press. Yeah. So either way. So that's coming up in August. Listen, we're going to start wrapping up episode 84. Uh, before uh, before I do, before I get to final thoughts with you, um, let's go ahead and just uh, once again thank our media partners. That's IF Enterprises, Gulfstream Financial, and TH Boxing. Uh, <clears throat> and then also once again, plead with you all—not plead, but ask nicely and in a kind way. Why don't you subscribe to our content, whether it's on YouTube, on Rumble, if you're listening to us on Spotify, our heart radio. For those listening, I pointed, to my, I pointed to my ear. We're everywhere. <laughs> but, but, so if you're listening to my voice, you didn't see me point to my ear. But, but for the visual listening experience, if you're hearing my voice. <laughs> it's so soothing. I pointed to my ear. Go ahead and subscribe to our content. Like it below. Um, we can travel. Let's give some final thoughts because I know you wanted to give some uh, some props to some other guys from or someone else from oh, this yeah. past weekend. But let's kind of limit it on the time frame. Yeah, for I'm sure. going to open that door up for you. Final thoughts. Well, two things. Uh, I just kind of got a little crackle because I, I remembered something. I think it was last episode or two episodes ago. I was talking about how I didn't think Javante Tank Davis was intellectually smart outside the ring yeah right i said that yeah, i caught yeah. a lot of grief and i just got to thinking i was like i was trying to read the puncher's chance bottle <laughs> it, how funny is that how ironic is your that comment, i was talking your about comment that. about his in- in- intelligence wasn't you stating you were more intelligent yeah I, that's very For true. all we know you're that, less intelligent that's, that's very true i never claimed that i was no, smarter no that's that's where i think the the haters missed the boat oh, now no, no, no. it's because no, i didn't no, say no. i'm better than him no i never no. once said that because no. to be fair in a, in a heartbeat, I would love to have had the career Tank Davis had. I had 46 professional boxing matches, and I never even sniffed a world title fight. You ever, Tank Davis is sniffing a world title fight, so ever, he had a better career than I did. You ever go to Cracker Barrel Week and Trav, and you play that peg game that's on the yep. triangle board, yep. and you le- you're stuck with like, tees, yeah. you're stuck with like four or five left, and yeah. it says you're just plain dumb? <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying Week and Trav is just plain dumb. <laughs> And I'm not saying he's necessarily smarter or not as smart as Tank Davis, but they're, listen, s- they're somewhere on the same list together. Listen, to be fair, the reason why I brought this up was, thank you. The reason I brought this up, I'm not claiming that I'm smarter than Tank Davis. Mm-mm. I'm not, Mm-mm. but I'm also not claiming that I'm not, not smarter than him. So with that being said, when I was reading this, this is like old English 
And the first sentence is obviously capitalized. So the old English letter is different. All it says is year after year. That's the whole sentence, right? So it looks like a D. And then I see deer after. And then, yes, the second word looks like year, but it kind of looks like pear as well. So I was reading that. I was like, huh, I'm not really having a good time with this. So regardless of that, I can admit my mistakes. I I, I I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I played cleanup crew on that real quick. The producer saved the day quickly. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'm more intelligent than Tank Davis. I mean, I think we could probably safely say that. I don't know. Uh, So we can draw final thoughts, please. So final thoughts are that the old saying, when you go to New York, take a big bite out of the Big Apple, it wasn't literal. Don't actually take a bite out of anything, okay? Mm. Berlanga, don't take a bite out of the Big Apple. Literally. Figuratively, yes. Literally, don't do it, bro. Otherwise, you're going to be on a meme for the rest of your life. That's the that's the environment so we, we live in. We don't and we get... live in that environment, and you're going to get depressed because of that. You don't want to get Nate Robinson. Oh, yep. Yep. I mean, you got Tyrone Woodley, too. Tyrone Woodley. <laughs> um, was that it? That's it. That's all I <laughs> okay, got. That's gosh. all I got. <laughs> well, you're going to talk about the guy that's 40 and 0 and stuff like that. Jaime Munguia. Jaime Munguia. Be money. 10 seconds. Be money through that up there. Jaime Munguia. He fought at a catchweight at 165. He's 25 years old. He's 40 and 0. Nobody's talking about this. He's 40 and 0. Yeah. He did a catchweight of 165. He was losing on points to this guy, I believe, and then he knocked this Jimmy Kelly out in the fourth or fifth round. Looked phenomenal. And here's another difference between Berlanga and those guys. Either one of these guys, either the Jim Jimmy Kelly or Sam Sam Kelly versus Jaime McGee, either one of those two, I think roll Berlanga up and smoke him out of the arena. Period. Okay, so no longer head in the river, pooping down his throat. <laughs> I went a little more less. That was I went little, more PG-13. That was a little less aggressive. <clears throat> okay, he's, so. he, he's with DAZN and Golden Boy. He's actually, to be fair, all of his bull crap, but he's with the right promoter. The guys are they're gonna they're gonna give him big fights. They're gonna put him on that stage because to be fair, Golden Boy helped build up Canelo to where Canelo's at today, yeah. too. So they do a decent job. DeZone is the platform to be on as well. So Jaime right. Mangia has an opportunity. So good, good congratulations to him. 40 and 0. It's impressive. Uh so this weekend, pay attention to Abraham Nova, co-main event this weekend, and then also main event. We can trap saying stops within four rounds. Better be versus yeah. Joe Smith Jr. Uh, we can trap. That's it for me. Um, I've already given my props. I've already done everything I need to do. Just so you know, haven't burped once during this whole thank, episode. No vomit burp. Burp. Thank God. That's right. So with that, oh, that was funny. Thanks for episode eighty-four. That over there is we can trap. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. The Verp King. Ooh, I don't like being king of that. (laughs) Uh, But God bless. Thanks.